1: you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
2: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly
3: Hey everyone, it's Kirsty from the Art of Decluttering here. This week we are replaying the episode with the wonderful Jeannie Stith from Your Colour Guru as Amy and I are taking a break for the school holidays. We hope you enjoy it and then go follow her amazing work. Hello
4: and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We, as always, are thrilled that you have taken the time to listen, wanting to make your life just a little bit more intentional Today, Kirstie and I have with us a special guest. We have Jeannie with us from Your Colour Gory, and we're going to be talking all about colors. Kirstie and I have had our colors done. Um, Jeannie's the founder and owner of Your Colour Gory. She's obsessed with helping real women look and feel amazing in their clothes. Jeannie, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We're pretty excited to have you.
3: So, we got our colours done a couple of months ago. Can you tell us about your system? And then we can talk about how it relates to decluttering. (laughs) Sure, no problem. So basically, we analyze
0: our clients' hair, skin, and eye color to match them with their ideal color palette for clothing. And this achieves a couple of things. Um, Number one, they shop for clothes more simply because they have a guide for what colors to buy and what colors to avoid. They look better in their clothing because everything they purchase purchase then looks really ideal on them, and they create a coordinated wardrobe more easily because we basically give them a family of colors to stay in and all those colors are meant to work together and so the wardrobe starts to coordinate and things start to go together really easily so that's what we do
4: and how did you get into this Janie like tell us a bit of the the story (laughs) of Janie and a bit of your backstory as well
0: (sighs) Well, it all started about 15 years ago when my aunt told me I was wearing all the wrong colors <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know there were right colors. I was just picking colors that I liked. And she's like, I don't think they're flattering for you. And so I started to kind of dive into this and I got really fascinated by by the idea and I discovered which colors were ideal for me. And um And it kind of always stuck in my head. Like, uh, basically, I, I went to get my colors done from a woman who was a retired image consultant. And she was the only person I could find who was offering the service. And then I ended up taking like six friends to her. And I wasn't even trying to talk my friends into it. They were just like, what are you doing? You look good. And I was like, I got my colors done. Who knew? And so then they were like, I want to do that, you know? So I took six friends. And then it kind of always stuck in my head, wow, there's no one offering this service and people clearly really want it. And then I saw the impact it had on my life and my wardrobe and how much easier it made dressing. And, um, So it was about uh, now about six years ago that I actually started the business because I was doing other things back then. I was not interested 15 years ago when I discovered it in starting a business at that time. But I always thought in the back of my head, if I ever start a business, that's going to be it. I'm going to recreate this idea of color analysis. I'm going to modernize it. I'm going to, you know, have like a fresh take on it. And so that's what I did with Color Guru.
3: It's so cool. I remember my mum getting her colours done in the eighties and nineties, and um, we're fairly similar um, in looks. But I do not like any of her colours, um, mm-hmm. and according to you, they are not my colours.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and I think part of what happened is a lot of people got their colours done. It was very trendy in like the seventies and into the eighties, and. What happened with me was when I first got my color palette, it was that same palette that people were using in the 70s and 80s. And the problem was a lot of those colors had just gone out of style and weren't Mm -hmm. in the stores anymore. And so, you know, while I saw that, yes, these were colors that would work on me, I couldn't necessarily find them easily. And so one of my goals when I created the new color palettes was to make sure everything was findable you know, that these were colors that the stores would be carrying.
4: One of the things I found really interesting, Jeannie, and we can talk about the colors that Kirsten and I have and, and get you to explain things a bit more. But as I looked at my palette, I went, oh, that dress that I have in that green that I always get compliments in, I didn't realize it was because of the color. Because the cut of the dress, I actually don't like very much, but I always get compliments. And so now I know, I don't actually need to worry about that dress in particular. But mm-hmm if I wear that color, that's the thing that is striking.
0: Yeah, I find that a lot, that people um, find that once they get their color palette, they see a lot of confirmation of favorites from the past. You know, it's like, oh, that's, you know, this color that's on my card. I I used to have this suit and I always got compliments every time I wore it. And, you know, it's on my color card, you know. And, And then I find that there are always... I would say usually at least some surprises too, like colors on there that for some reason you just haven't considered, but it would be really great on you. So for a lot of people, it's confirmation of some favorites and then some new colors to try.
3: And that's fairly easy when there's 35 colors to choose from. And that's what I love about it. It's not just like, you know, four Mm. tones of red and brown or four tones of blue. It's like... (laughs) a whole range of colors so you don't ever have to worry about like oh but that one pink color isn't in season at the moment but there's other pink colors that are but I'm not sure if they suit me
0: that's so true in fact um I always you know say that like I designed my own card and there are five colors on my card I just don't wear because I just don't like the colors themselves Mm. like I don't prefer them but I still have 30 colors to choose from which is a huge amount of colors And the bigger thing is they kind of all work together. You know, that was kind of the bonus that I didn't really expect. And, you know, when I got my colors done for the first time, I didn't really realize that huge added benefit of, you know, just having things in your closet that work together.
4: And this is something I think I didn't quite realize. The idea is that you can wear multiple colors from the chart together, correct they are made to go together it's a
0: family it's a family of colors and so basically they're colors that are made to work together really well and so that takes a lot of the guesswork out of creating outfits like just to give you an example I used to have um you know black shoes and brown shoes and gray shoes and silver shoes and gold shoes you know and now over the years it's taken a little time but I've kind of I'm a warm person um warm toned. And I have eliminated like the black shoes from my closet. I've eliminated the gray, like they just don't suit me and they don't go with my color palette. So it's much more streamlined. Now, when I pick out a dress, I know I have shoes that are going to go with that dress. I have earrings that are going to go with that dress. I have a necklace. I have a jacket or a wrap, you know, and it used to be just overwhelm. Like I was picking from all the everything, you know, I I had everything. (laughs) I had a little bit of everything. And, um, This was just such a good way to streamline your closet and just make it much simpler. Very good. So tell us then, obviously we're a
4: decluttering podcast. What does knowing your colours have to do with decluttering?
0: Well, honestly, Colour Guru in a lot of ways came out of my own frustration with my closet. Um, When I started the business... um, I was in a place where I've always been somebody who's interested in organizing. And so I felt like I had the rest of my house sort of under control. Like I had techniques, I was organizing, you know, my kitchen and organizing my closets and things in my, in the rest of my house, but my clothes were so challenging. I felt like I was just in this constant cycle of buying things not really loving them they end up sort of sitting there unworn at least a large majority of them sat there unworn sometimes with the tags on which made me feel guilty because i felt like i'd wasted money right and then i would declutter my closet thinking that was the key um but then like six months later i would be like ah it's back to the same thing again right now i have to declutter again and what i realized was i had no criteria for what I was bringing into my closet in the first place. And that was at the actual problem was that I was just buying what I liked on a whim. And from the women I've worked with, that's the way a lot of us shop, you know, is that we just kind of like, we buy what we like in the moment. It doesn't mean we're gonna like it even two weeks later when we're trying to put it together with stuff in our closet or trying to make it work. And I just talked to a lot of women who had a lot of unworn clothes in their closet So I think the thing about the colors is it gave me an automatic system for um, sort of going into a store and scanning the store for my colors and only really looking at those things. And what that did was, I mean, it easily cut my shopping time in half, which (laughs) since I've had kids- Yeah, totally. Like since I've had, I used to, I remember when I was, you know, in college or like right after college, I would like go to the mall all day with a girlfriend and we would just, you know, walk around. And then it's like, I had kids and shopping was not like a fun day long thing. (laughs) It was like grabbing something at the store when I was buying house stuff and just like hoping it would work. You know what I mean? It just, I didn't have the luxury. And so, for me, being able to like really streamline my shopping, but still buy things that looked really good on me, was a total game changer. And then having criteria for what I brought into my closet was a really big deal um, because it was that—that that was my first criteria. And in—and in fact, I, I teach people it should be your first criteria when you're shopping is color first because you can't scan for the other elements of clothing, right? You can scan for colors. You can walk into a store and scan for colors, or if you're shopping online, you can search for red dress, or you can search for purple dress, but it's harder to walk into a store and like, you can't scan for like, oh, I look good in a fit and flare style dress, right? You can't scan for that. You'd have to like lift up every dress and look at the shape. You know, or even like the style of the dress, like, oh, I want something that's very classic. You know, again, you'd have to kind of. So I'm just a total efficiency nut. And I love (laughs) that I can like scan a store and be like, those are my colors. Those are not. I'm ignoring that whole rack of blacks and grays and bright blues because I don't wear them. They don't work in my closet. You know, but I will look at this rack of like corals and olive greens and peaches. You know, I will look at these things. So, that I think for me, it's, and then my wardrobe, my closet and my wardrobe just really shifted because um, I just wasn't bringing in nearly as much. And I was much more picky about what I was bringing in.
3: Love it. That's, we are so passionate about intentional living and we yes. talk all the time about stopping the flow, um, particularly with our clients in in their in-home in sessions. We talk about how to not, create clutter again and I think being intentional about what you're bringing into your home is so critical for stopping the clutter building up and like as you said it makes decluttering your wardrobe so easy because then you just look at your card and even yeah. if you love a top but you <laughs> but it's like total wrong color for you then you can Like, you don't have to get rid of it, obviously, but it makes it an easier choice for you to go. Well, actually, I look hideous in black. Maybe just because everybody says you need, everybody needs a little black dress. (laughs) I know you don't agree with that statement. Um, (laughs) So go, go to town. Tell us about a little black dress now that I've brought it up.
0: Even hold back. Don't even get me started on the little black dress. <laughs> so black has been sold to us as this universal color that's like super easy for everybody to wear. And it's just not true. It doesn't make any sense in color theory that black is an easy color to wear. So black is a really heavy color, it's a really clear color. Um, and some people wear it very, very well. It's also cool color, right? Some people very uh wear it very well. Amy, you wear it very well. You have yeah. black black in your palette right
4: um my signature color as well like on your on your palette how it's got all the different that's the one and yeah I live in Melbourne so it's perfect a lot of my (laughs) watch
1: it's good
0: you know and I tell and I tell uh um you know other uh Uh, So Amy, you're a winter type, you're a twilight Mm -hmm. winter specifically. Um, But for example, like, um, Kirstie, you actually look better in like a charcoal gray, which is the muted version of black. So that's, you know, still a really dark, deep color, but um, you generally look better in a muted uh, shade like charcoal gray. Now I'm an autumn type and I don't wear black well at all. um, And I don't wear dark gray well either it drains all the color from my face. um, And I look pretty terrible. So, but I have tons of other options. Like I can wear like a deep plum colored dress. I can wear a deep teal dress. I can wear like a deep sort of caramel colored dress, dark brown, dark evergreen. There are tons of options um, that are still a nice dark Uh, color. But the other thing I like to mention, because some women are like, wait, I have a lot of black in my wardrobe. And the other thing I like to mention is, you know, the goal is if black is not one of your ideal colors, the goal isn't to like get rid of all your black right away. Um, Some people do weed it out completely over time, and that's your choice. But The most important thing is to keep your ideal colors up against your face. And so lots of people choose to keep black pants, but just kind of get rid of more like the black tops, you know, a black dress that would come right up against your face. Um, Because for some people, it really drains the color from them. But, um, you know, they might choose to still wear black pants or black shoes or black belts, keep their black bags, Mm. you know. So there are ways to kind of work with it if you really want to keep black in your wardrobe, but it's not one of your ideal colors. You know, the other thing is if you have a black dress you absolutely love, um, do a scarf in one of your colors. You know, Um, my goal is never to get people to just like tear through their closet and get rid of everything, you know, that isn't on their color card. It is a process. And most people find that um, if they get, you know, get rid of the colors that really don't work for them over a period of time and kind of switch out as it makes sense to colors that work for them, that it's it's a really nice way to make your closet very efficient. Um, But you can take it as far as you want, you know? Um, So some people do something that's sort of a mix, just keeping their colors up against their face and the rest is, you know, whatever they like it to be.
4: Can you give us some advice? So recently, Kirst changed her hair color from quite a light blonde color to like a reddy brown color now. What happens when people change their hair colors? Does that change their colors or how
0: does it work? So it can, but it doesn't always. And I get this question a lot. And really the key here is knowing whether you're going from a cool color to a warm color or vice versa. So most often when I see people's colors change from changing their hair color, it's because they've gone from a cool to a warm or from a warm to a cool and as well deepened or lightened really significantly. Um, But it's just kind of a matter of, Individual, like I, you know, because there are there are three things at play that we really look at. We look at hair, skin, and eyes. They're all involved, and so sometimes, you know, if somebody is kind of far on the warm cool spectrum, like that, let's say they're far on the cool side to begin with, changing their hair to warm, they still may be on the cool side because their skin and eyes are still cool and are kind of winning out, right? So it's always a question of of balance, like how cool are they is the question we you know, ask. And warm and cool is a spectrum. And, and color analysis would truly be very easy if everybody was on the far warm side or on the far cool side. And, and let me give you an example, because it's nice to be able to imagine it in your head, but somebody on the far cool side would be like the actor um, Courtney Cox. Uh, so if you can picture her, she's got like pale porcelain white skin, very, very dark hair and bright blue eyes. Everything about her is cool. She's extremely cool. She's on the far cool side. Now an extreme warm would be somebody like Nicole Kidman. Peachy skin. I'm pretty sure her eyes are hazel. If they're not, forgive me and we'll just use it for the analogy here. But um, if her, let's say her eyes are hazel. So that golden sort of green, that's a warm color hair. That's a warm eye color. And then her hair is that warm strawberry blonde, right? Everything is warm. She's far on the warm side. But color analysis is tricky because most people actually, probably 70% of people are somewhere in the middle and they actually have a mix of warm and cool elements. And so we have to look at them and say, which one is winning out, warm or cool? And then we would look at if they change their hair color. Okay, has their hair color now shifted them over to one side or another?
3: Um, So in the color testing that you did for us, um, you compared warm and cool um, and how do you go about doing that? So we start with
0: warm and cool, which is probably the most common um, test in color analysis. Um, Most people are at least somewhat familiar with the idea of warm and cool undertones And what we're looking at is your undertones. And that's actually a really important piece of this because some people say like, oh, I'm very fair in the winter, but then in the summer I get really tan. Would my colors change? No, they wouldn't because your undertones are always the same. And that's what we look at when we look at warm or cool. Um, So we look at warm or cool first. And then second, we look at light versus deep. And that is a question of how how balanced are very deep colors on you versus how balanced are very light colors on you. And we make that determination. And then the third one is highly overlooked in color analysis, but incredibly important. And that is the idea of muted versus clear colors. So clear colors are simply colors that Mm. have less, um, other color mixed in. So they're closer to truer colors. So if you remember the primaries, uh, the primary colors from art class, you know, you have your primary red, primary yellow, primary blue. Those are all very clear colors, but then you start mixing other colors in and when you re- mix a lot of other color in, you get muted colors. And so, muted colors are much less clear. They have that muted quality. Um, if you had mixed paints together, let's say you took a bright blue and a gray and you mixed them together, you would get a muted color. And so, people tend to look better in one or the other, clear or muted. And in fact, um, you know, Amy, you look better in clear. And Kirstie, you look better in muted. I'm also a muted uh, person. Um, And it's just a matter of, again, like what level of clarity in the color can you handle and what looks most natural on you and what really highlights your beauty. People who look good in muted colors tend to be a little bit overwhelmed by very bright, clear colors. And then people who look good in bright, clear colors tend to be sort of washed out in muted colors, right? You're laughing as if you've experienced this. Yeah. <laughs> even,
4: even as a kid, I yeah. was always told you can't wear pastels yeah. and that was how it was described. And then when I got my color card, I was like, oh, they're all really powerful <laughs> colors, nothing on my card. Actually, there's there's possibly two two little um, swatches yes. on my card that are a little bit muted, And they're probably the two that I wouldn't be drawn to as much as all the others. So even as a kid, it was always, Mm -hmm. she has to wear black, red, navy, like really traditional bright colors.
0: Completely.
3: And so then you take all those three different, you know, combinations and- And you've come up with how many different um, (laughs) swatches of colors? Tell us that. So
0: then that basically determines your basic type. Those three tests um, determine your basic type. And we do those tests, but we also always you know, look at everybody's photos. Like there's always um, a person on our consultation team looking at your photos and sometimes multiple of us looking at everyone's photos. And we make our own determinations. And then we use the color test to kind of show people, this is why we're putting you in the colors we're putting you in. But um, we make that those three determinations and then that determines your seasonal type. So whether you're a summer, uh, an autumn, a winter or a spring. And then, um, so there's four basic uh, seasonal types there, but then we also look at uh, what we call your dominant quality within that seasonal type. And so um, Amy, uh, you know, you're you a twilight winter, your dominant quality is deep. Um, and, uh, and Kirstie, you're a sunlit summer and so your dominant quality is light. the only thing you have in common is actually you both wear cool colors best you both wear cool colors best um so um yeah yeah and so then we look at the dominant quality and then we separate uh again there are 12 types total um so there are three types of winter three types of spring etc um and and then that gives you your really specific
3: uh type of the 12 and in those 35 colors that you've given us you also highlight five different like five specific colors of them can you share about that T? yeah those are um
0: sort of we call them mood colors so everybody has a signature color an energizing color a playful color a soothing color and oh, what's powerful. the other one? the powerful color right Um, and so those are kind of the ways, uh, the colors that we see that particular type showing up in a very certain way in, um, or, you know, that color sort of portrays the feel of something, you know, like, um, colors really make us feel things like yellow makes us feel happy. It's like a bright, happy, fun color, um, And so there are specific mood colors, which are kind of nice to be like, oh, today I'm wearing my signature color, I'm wearing my powerful color, you know, those are always colors that have a real strength to them on on that particular uh, seasonal type
4: One of the things I found really helpful was as well as getting kind of that color palette, there was also the makeup palette. And I find makeup so tricky, it's not even funny. And <laughs> I just wear very minimal makeup, often just an eyeliner. But I found this awesome because it's got lips, eyes, blush, eyeliner, and mascara. So it's got the five components that you could wear. And I was like, I am taking this to the chemist and I am buying makeup that actually suits me. Because let's be honest, I've been getting it pretty wrong for 40 years.
0: You know, it's so funny because we created that really because um, our clients clearly wanted it. They were asking me when I would, because I started with the clothing color cards. That's my specialty. That's what I really Um, do best. And they kept saying, can I pick makeup colors from my clothing color card? And I kept saying, no, I don't think that's not how it works. Right. But I'm not a professional makeup artist and I wasn't about to pretend to be. And so I collaborated with an awesome professional makeup artist to create these makeup cards. And I said, I just, a lot of A lot of the women I work with are like you just said Amy like um aren't super into makeup don't wear a lot of it so what we wanted to do was give like a couple of go-to colors for certain looks you're trying to achieve so there's like two natural lip colors for your type two subtle lip colors and then two dramatic lip colors one is oh one of those dramatic lip colors is always your ideal red and then we wanted to do the same thing for eyeshadows the same thing for blush Um, And same thing for eyeliner and then one color for mascara. And it's just like a way to really like, again, sort of cut out the excess stuff and just beeline to something that's going to work for you Mm. and make it really easy to pick some makeup colors.
4: Can I tell you an embarrassing story of how I picked what color eyeshadow I would wear? So my mum's colors are actually very similar to Kirsty. So she's a natural redhead. She's got lots of freckles. Um, she's got brown eyes, like very like similar tones to the curse. And so she wore a lot of browns in her makeup palette that looked lovely. So kind of as a 13, 14-year-old, when I was allowed to, you know, borrow some of mum's makeup, I would just start wearing what she had worn. And then when I started to buy my own, I was like, I guess I just buy the same. And not one of the colours... On my palette is what I was wearing for a very long time
0: yeah (laughs) it's tricky I mean you know I really was getting my makeup colors wrong too and then I worked with this makeup artist and she was like oh my gosh you need this for your eyes and I tried it and I was like this looks amazing how did I you know it's just we don't have easy opportunities to work with a professional makeup artist who wouldn't, you know, without paying hundreds of dollars, you know? So we just wanted to make a really affordable add-on to the color package um, for people to get some just basic makeup
3: go-tos. What about if you have a color that you absolutely love that doesn't match? Color palette <laughs> like maybe the color that I'm wearing right now <laughs> well I will say that looks pretty
0: nice since you've darkened your hair <laughs> I think maybe your maybe your colors have changed I think we should yeah. revisit that
3: I, I need to send you some photos
0: <laughs> yeah send me some photos when you get a chance um but I would say you know I really encourage people to um, if they have something that they love that isn't on their color card, um, to find a way to work with it if you can. Like I said, like you know if you have a dress in a color that you love, maybe wear a scarf with it or a big chunky necklace that's one of your colors just to kind of break the color line between your face um, and that piece of clothing. I think also what most of my clients report back to me is that the things that they really loved, when they had their colors done, uh, after they cut their colors, started to shift. So as they wear more and more their colors, those things that they at one time really loved sort of naturally fall away as they Mm -hmm. find new favorite colors. I just hear that story over and over again. And in fact, that happened to me with a couple of the colors that were given to me. There were You know, some colors I really even didn't like in my color palette at first. I did not like teal. Now, teal is my absolute favorite. Like, if you look on my Instagram, I am all over that thing in teal. Like, I love it. But at first, I was like, oh, teal. Like, it just didn't appeal to me at all. Like, rust was another one, like, sort of a rusty. I love rust. Oh, man. Like, I I don't wear it, but I love it. Yeah. I didn't love it at first, but now I love it. And, um, So the story I hear a lot is sometimes those those things sort of naturally fall away in time. And I just tell people not to rush it, you know, take your time, make smart decisions. I think right after your color consultation is a great time to declutter your closet with the idea of, I'm going to get rid of the things that I never liked that much anyway, and aren't on my color card. I don't think it's a great time to ditch everything that's not on your color card. If there are things that would make you really sad to get rid of, keep them for a while, and they'll probably fall away in time when it feels natural to let go of them, you know? That's a great toolkist,
3: Yeah. And I I love that approach that you have, that it's so grace-filled. Like it's not like, bam, everything needs to go and you need to go out and spend thousands of dollars replacing everything because that's not our heart either. Like we, we, we appreciate that. Everybody is at a different stage of one, their decluttering journey and their financial situation is totally, you know, everybody's different as well. Some people can afford to go out and, you know, take you out with them if they live in Delaware (laughs) and go on a shopping (laughs) spree with you. Um, And some people need to just, you know, make an investment once a year into something that is suits their color. Exactly. I couldn't
0: agree with that more. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just just take it slow. It's a journey. It took me, um, you know, well over a year and a half to kind of transition my wardrobe. Um, And it just as I did it, it got easier and easier um, to put outfits together and to choose things. Um, so yeah, it's a process and it's a really fun process. I think most people find it really fun and enjoyable.
4: One of the things that you do on the card as well, is you talk about jewelry, gemstones and colors to avoid. And so I think that's really helpful. Um, when I first got married, everybody got gold. That's 20 years ago now. When I look terrible in gold, it just does not suit me at all. And so I love that it says, you know, choose silver and platinum jewelry and this is the bit I love right down the bottom of the card it says avoid orange and brown so that could be the really quick like what do I have that's orange and brown that I'm just never wearing every time I put it on I think "Ooh, I look good in this and I want to know Kes, what are your colors that you have to avoid
3: um orange and brown as well really? <laughs> yes yeah. like so we're we're the same on that um is that because we're both cool
0: correct yeah, yeah cuz you're both cool and so orange and brown are two very very warm colors naturally um and in every shade they are going to on both of you feel very heavy and kind of drag you down yeah um yeah just heavy they're heavy colors you know and autumns can wear them really well in certain shades and then springs have other certain shades of warm and brown so they have different shades of warm and brown but um On warm people, they they tend to look really nice, Um, and on cool people, they're just the two worst. Mm -hmm. Um, With yellow being close behind, you each have one yellow you wear really well, and uh, and other than that, because again, yellow is a very warm color um, naturally, and so you know, Amy, you have the deepest, clearest version of yellow, and you know, Christy, you have the lightest, most muted version of yellow. And other than that, no more, no more yellow.
4: <laughs> well, I actually wear quite a lot of that exact tone of yellow. Um, I only discovered it because one of my sisters who has a very similar color palette to me wears it. And I th- always, every time she wears it, I'm like, oh my gosh, you look amazing in yellow. So <laughs> I have just started bringing it into my wardrobe, but I need to wear it with a navy or a white or some of the other colors on the palette cuz it's otherwise it's just a bit too overbearing for me.
0: Yeah, totally. I yep. And pairing <laughs> it with a neutral like that is the way to go, like yeah. a white or a black or a navy
3: or something like that, yeah. Yeah. So good. That was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is white. Like you go into what I can wear white but it has to be a certain type of white. <laughs> like, oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) It's true. Well, it's just like everything else. Like every color has multiple shades, right? Almost endless shades, really, because you could add a little Mm. more white to something and it changes the shade. Um, But white is... Well, first of all, your white, Christy, is what I call soft, true white. And so that is not cream and it's not ivory. So it doesn't have anything mixed in like beiges or yellow tones mixed in, um, like cream or ivory do. But it's not Amy's white, which Amy's white is like that brightest white. Mm-hmm. And so actually, kristy yours is easiest to find by a process of elimination. Like, is this the brightest white I can imagine? Is it like blinding me? If so, it's Amy's. Is it cream or ivory? No, then the only thing left is your white. And it that soft, true white that summers wear really well is actually the most common white in stores. It's very easy to find but you just have to get used to looking for it in that in mm. that way. I find it yeah, but- actually
4: really difficult with the pure white that I have to wear is that it doesn't stay I mean I'm a filthy person anyway. Mm. I get so dirty. <laughs> I get food on my clothes. I I'm terrible. But my whites don't stay white as long. And also if my blacks get worn too much, they lose their appeal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Jeannie, t- tell us about what to do if clothes fade. Is it time for a twilight winter to let go of clothes that fade?
0: It's probably time to let it go unless you want to consider dyeing it. Like it's very easy to dye things black. I mean, that's the easiest color to dye. Mm -hmm. And you can buy those dyes that go right in your washing machine. They're actually not difficult to use at all. It is like a little dye kit that you can throw in your washing machine. And with your one or two items that you need to re-dye black. And because it's black, they're not going to get like the problem with dyes can be that sometimes they they dye things a little unevenly, but that doesn't happen nearly as much with the black because you're mm. just kind of you know putting a whole bunch you know just darkening it really yeah yeah. Um, so I would say either let it go or consider you know dyeing it Good if idea. it's something that you love. Those those things cost like I don't know here in the states they cost like eight or nine bucks for a little yeah which is thing much of better than
4: throwing an dye. item of clothing that you love and suits
0: you and it's
3: exactly. just going to end up in landfill exactly yeah thank you so i've got a question this is a self-serving question uh <laughs> our business we wear black <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: amy's laughing because when i got my color palette i was like see i'm not meant to wear black <laughs> and amy's all like but And she was the driver of black because it's obviously her preferred and best color on her. And so, how do we as a business, like, what would you, what advice would you give to us as a business? Because now we have, you know, sixteen staff and growing by the day. We're all shades. We're, you know, we could be all, Mm. you know, all of your twelve colors. How many colors is there? Sixteen. 12 12. 12, 12. Yeah, so we yes. could be all 12 different colour palettes. Like what would be, is yeah, there a colour that would work well for people or do we just need to invest, people need, our staff need to invest in scarves that they
2: wear
1: to, <laughs> to track no. from their
3: black?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a tricky one because really most people don't wear black well. The only ones who wear it really well are winter types. And then, you know, summers are sort of second in line for black. Like they wear the charcoal gray really well, which is kind of a, you know, that's closest to black you can get without being black. Um, But um, you know, yeah. Other than that, it's just a really tricky and heavy color to wear. So I would just recommend, you know, maybe it could be black pants with a color on top or something like that. Um,
4: yeah. Or makeup that, <laughs> like if you're, if you say you're, say we're talking about someone that works somewhere similar to us where you've got a uniform, mm-hmm. does makeup soften that? Like if you're, knowingly wearing your colors like you've got a lippy on or your nails are done or like not that we want people to feel like they have to dress up to go to their place of employment just so that that looks good on them but are there little hacks that you can do when you're forced to wear a color like a bridesmaid when you don't get to pick what's the hack
0: <laughs> yeah well I will say the hack for black um that does help a little bit is actually a little more eye makeup like it like especially mascara like a couple good coats of mascara because it tends to kind of the problem with black is the people that don't really look good in it it tends to kind of overpower them so kind of making your features stand out a little more can sort of lessen the overpowering you know um so for me example like my eyelashes without mascara on are completely blonde you can't see them at all and so my eyes sort of recede and you just my features kind of are much more you know less defined um so you can do that um you know as far as bridesmaids colors I, I would just encourage brides to think there are a couple universal colors do you want me to tell you about those like that oh, really yes, do, do. Look, <laughs> yeah that really look good on everybody and um those colors are first of all like a soft peachy pink so it's not peach and it's not pink it's like a perfect combination of peach and pink and that color works on every skin tone, it looks good on everyone. And it is one of the most popular bridesmaid dress choices. Um, Because it's also like a soft color, you know, so a lot of people would do that for a summer wedding or something, or you could even do it for really a wedding any time of the year. Um, But that soft peachy pink, if you have sort of pinker undertones in your skin, it will bring those out. If you have like peachy or undertones, it will bring those out. If you have very deep skin, like brown or black skin, it will kind of you know, bring sort of warmth to your skin. It just works on everybody. Um, and then periwinkle is another color that it looks good on everybody. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I love periwinkle. I love that. Yeah, it works on everybody. And the funny thing about periwinkle is Do you remember Pan Am Airlines, like the famous airlines from like that started in the 60s? Their stewardess uniforms were periwinkle because they literally did a study on what would be the most universally flattering color so that all their stewardesses would look good. And it was periwinkle. And it is a really the the interesting thing about periwinkle is it's not too warm, it's not too cold, it's kind of right in the middle, it's not too dark, it's not too light, it's kind of right in the middle, it's not. Can you
4: describe it for us? What, what color is periwinkle?
0: Sure. So it's it's a mix of purple and blue. It's a mix of purple and blue. So it's a really soft mix of purple and blue. And um, yeah, it just looks really good on everybody. I've never seen it fail. And then the last color that really looks good on everyone is kind of a deep wine color. Um, so it's kind of like a deeper red. Uh, but it's not, it's a certain color. Um, and in fact, you know, you can get these colors. If you go to my website, I have like a, a free quick color tips guide that has these three best colors. Um, and you can, you know, sign up for my newsletter and get this free color tips guide. So you can see this actual, cause this one's the hardest to describe. It's like a deep red wine color, but it's got like Again, it's right in between the warm and the cool. So it's not like a cranberry. It's not quite a burgundy. It's like right in between. Um, But that color also looks really good on everybody.
3: So maybe the color of our, we could change the color of our red in the art of decluttering and that could be the color of our uniforms. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Influenced by Color Guru. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners?
0: Um, Just that, uh, you know, having a color consultation is a total game changer for your closet and you'll never shop the same way again. Mm. Um, And I would love um, to offer a a coupon code as well. Um, So, uh, there's a 10% off coupon code that uh, you can use for any consultation on our website, which is yourcolorguru.com. And the coupon code is color me. So the word color, and then the word M-E, all one word.
4: And can we just clarify for our Australian listeners, because we spell
0: color differently to you guys, that it's C-O-L-O-R. Correct. Yes. For the coupon code and the website, it's C-O-L-O-R.
4: We will put links in our show notes in case that just blows your mind. (laughs) You
3: can just follow the link. (laughs) Sounds Uh, good. The English language. How fun is it? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jeannie. It's been such a pleasure to have a chat to you and we really, really appreciate the fact that you did our colours, like it, it's been like uh, life-changing and annoying because my favourite colour isn't there. Oh,
4: <laughs> but tell us quickly as we're going, what's your favourite colour that's missing off your palette? Uh,
3: like an emerald green.
4: Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Which you're wearing today. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, you and need tears. to send me this. Tail isn't there either. And well, you need I to really send liked. me
0: those, uh, send me those new pictures with your darker hair because it yeah. may really have shifted a little because you were pretty light when you sent your first pictures yeah. in terms of hair color.
4: Yeah. And Kirsty, okay. you changed between the two. So maybe you just need two palettes, two wardrobes. Simon, you need to give your wife a little bit more wardrobe space because she needs <laughs> to have the blonde side of the wardrobe and the brunette <laughs> side of the wardrobe. <laughs>
3: Perfect. Um, I think I need to get him to do his colors because he takes up most of the space in our wardrobe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we do do a lot of husband consultations after the wives get it. The husbands are like, "I want my colors too."
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, I want my kids, like particularly my daughter, because yes. that will be so helpful for her. Like you know, as a ten year old, like going starting to be really particular about mm-hmm. not only the cloak, like the fabric that she chooses to wear, but the colours, um, because I can, like, and, you know, you know when something looks good on somebody, but that doesn't mean that we know all of the, you know, the other 34 colours
0: look good on her. Right. <laughs> right. And I find that most people know two or three of their best colours. and And then the
3: rest is kind of,
0: you know, a surprise for most people. Mm.
3: Yeah. And like for me, I really like bright colors, but you like I'm muted. <laughs> 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 so I was like I, I was I like oh.
0: <laughs> it takes a little getting used to sometimes I used to like bright colors too but now I wear a lot of muted yeah
3: yeah and there's yeah. still plenty of colors that I do like in there I was just like oh what happened to my yeah. bright teal and my bright emerald green and those like really bold colors that I like wearing I know what happened to them they're on my yeah. palette. <laughs> <laughs> <You got them>. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a like funnily enough Amy I have a green dress too that um, I could it's a bit brighter than the greens that I've got on my card um, but that that's a dress that I always get complimented yeah. on as well I've got
4: I've got a few in fact we'll talk about this later Kirst, but I've got a few colors on my palette that I know a dress in particular that you wear that has that color so if only we were the same size, I'd be getting you to ship it down to Melbourne.
3: <laughs> <laughs> again, we will put all the links in the show notes um, that you can find Jeannie at Your Colour Guru everywhere, Insta, Facebook and her website. So thank you again, Lovely, for joining us. And um, we can't wait to have a conversation in our Facebook group about how... um. Colour has transformed people's um, wardrobes. It's going to be fun. Hey, Amy, do you have a review from the U.S.? Seeing as we've got the lovely genie here.
4: I do indeed. This one is titled, Hi from San Francisco. Was an easy find when I was looking for one from the U.S. It's a five-star review from Frances in San Francisco. Frances writes, "Kirsty and Amy, thank you. I can't remember when I first came across your podcast, but I was hooked and even went back to listen until the beginning. I learned something every time, and it's been wonderful to have you by my side on the decluttering journey, slowly but steadily. I particularly love Don't Put It Down, Put It Away, but unfortunately, haven't convinced everyone in the house to do it quite as much. Everything in its place is a good one, too. I also love your accents as they are lovely weekly reminder of Australian family that we don't see as much as we would like, particularly right now. All the best.
3: Oh, thanks, Francis. So opposite side of the US from Jeannie but the US nonetheless, and we love our US <laughs> listeners. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't wait to be in your ears again next week. Um, and see ya then. Bye. Bye-bye.
4: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture.
3: We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.